So we're back for another deep dive. It's Wednesday morning. Highlight for me, getting to hang out with you, Dean. Come on, Wednesday mornings. Love it, man. How's your day been so oh, far? It's been good. Been good? But only getting better. Only getting wow. better. And uh, so we're back, of course, to get into party theology. Yes. Doing another deep dive on our message series through Sundays here at True North. And, uh, and today we're going to be looking at a, a really cool passage, uh, a fun moment in the life of Jesus, which is one of those kind of occasions that triggers a parable for him and a really fun one we're going to be getting into together today. And we thought a, a great starting point when talking about scripture is, hey, let's, let's read this together, right? So we're, we're going to read uh, a passage from Luke uh, chapter 14, starting verse 7. Do we want to do a verse at a time or that get awkward? I think it'll get awkward. I get awkward. I'm say, go ahead and we will just soak in yeah, your okay. reading of it. All right, well, let, let's do it. Let's read the passage. Then we'll have some fun talking around this and what it looks like and how it fits into this overarching picture of party theology as we're diving in today. So here we go, Luke, Luke 14. Now, when Jesus noticed how the guest picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, for a a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this person your seat. Then humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. No one wants that, right? No one wants that. But when you are invited, take the lowest place so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all the other guests. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So great, great, great picture, great parable. What are some, what are some immediate hot takes for you as you spend some more time again in this passage? Uh, you, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is a hot take, but you're reading that. And I was just, I mean, trying to picture the scene and what, what it would be like in these meals. And actually, for some reasons, we were reading this one, you know, one of the, well, two pictures jumped in my mind. Um, one was just trying to imagine what a, a wedding reception would be like. And what happens if you just sat like in the groom seat or the bride seat? That was one. That was kind of, that'd be a little bit awkward. Have you ever been tempted? Look, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm pretty sure I have once or twice, you know, but it was kind of in the spirit of the moment, in the spirit of who I am, I suppose. So <laughs> I think it was, I didn't end up humiliated probably. I, don't, I can feel like I can sort of picture it. So wait, let, let's clear this up. Were you in the bride seat or the groom seat? No, I, to be, when I say I, I'm, I feel like I've done that, but I'm, I, can I can't recall. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, it'll take me a minute to like sift through the memories. You know, you get like kind of foggy, but for, it's ringing a bell somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, uh, the other, you know, I was just thinking about was like, do you know when, when actually I feel like I can really relate to this? And so this is like, if you go back to, uh, I'm going to go with like middle school. So when I was going through school, you know, six, seven, eight was like our, that in the U.S. was middle school. It's not high school. It's not primary. It's in the middle. Some places doing that here. And one of the uh, sort of moments always in the day that was like of critical importance was where you sat in the cafeteria. So our cafeteria is always um, like there is a distinct, it's probably the most close to this I can think of, a very distinct unspoken pecking order in who sits where (laughs) and it's like the worst possible thing that could probably happen to you would be more or less this parable like you sat at the top the top of that pecking order Mm -hmm. you sat at that table 
and they walk by and they're like, uh, friend, Dude, what, what, what's going on here? Like, what, what's going on here? Stay in your lane. You this stay is in your lane. This is not where you belong. You're you're out here. Not where you belong. I, I love this picture of the cafeteria in middle school. Oh, like for, for growing up in Australia, there's not many schools yeah. where you have that pure oh, picture man. like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I just love because to me, it's just like so many movies I can yeah. think of. It's actually what it's like. Oh, like, it's just like oh, that. Awesome. You're walking in, you're scanning, the brain is sifting through, you know, especially say the beginning of a new school year. Right. You know, because by a couple weeks in, everybody knows here's the order around the table. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, here are the tables. There's a certain, you know, year eight to year six. There's right. those dynamics. So you just kind of like, and then, I mean, I can remember certain moments where like an older, an older kid and maybe you're on, cause you might be on like sports teams with the older kids, you know, and, and you might get invited like, Hey, it's so the, the opposite is equally true to have someone yeah, right. go, Hey, you know, why don't you come, come sit with us today. And you're like on top of the world, yeah. like, Whoa, I'm sitting in this spot. And, you know, then that might last a day and it's like, came back. go go ahead, go back to the seat of, uh, of humiliation. So in that scenario, if you're on the lower table and you get called up, yeah. are the friends around oh. that lower table, are they supportive of you? Are they, are they cheering? Like, go they, 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 oh my goodness, look what's happened. You know, like, wow, they got invited to, you know. Now nah, it could sometimes go the other way. Someone might be a little bit, you know, upset that someone got, you know, called for that moment or that day uh, yeah, yeah. but I, I just go you know it's really funny because it's a good picture. <laughs> it is this is very human nature you know and that's I think one of the things I love about it like all of us actually will find in our own memories scenarios like this you know that even like I've never even put those two together somehow as you read it today and I tried to get there like that just yeah like there's these things all throughout life where you're like Nothing could be worse, right? If you, you're going to go one of two ways in, in the cafeteria scenario, like you got invited up, great. And now everybody's cheering, it's all going well. But if you sat at the wrong table, it's literally like, oh, that's just humiliating. Yeah. That's rough. He reached for the stars, you know, he really wanted to sit at that table, reached for it, but didn't turn out well, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so there's the, the kind of picture that we see emerging in it. And obviously, Jesus has got something to say into yeah. this whole space and that, that whole, whole desire to take that better seat, get on that yeah. better table, whatever it is. Yeah. And, and one of, the, one of the, the words that stands out to me is that kind of striving for more, mm. striving to, to look better in whatever social context it might mm. be as we consider party theology and what it means to, to find the true joy of community mm. and parties and celebrating together. That, that Jesus is kind of indicating perhaps here that that's striving to look good. That, mm. That's not going to produce joy yeah, in the yeah. way that we think it might. Yeah. How, how do you kind of see that playing out in the, the words yeah. of Jesus here and what he might have for us through the text? Well, yeah, you know, I think that, that kind of, I, you, you see that so clearly here, summed up in this kind of, you know, if you humble yourself, you'll be exalted. It will result in something, you know, better. Mm. You try to exalt yourself, you strive, it doesn't always go so well. Um, and I just think it's, you know, with what he's painting here, I, I think the fascinating thing about it, it, it is that like 2,000 years ago, different cultural context, um, you know, for them, 
you know, this kind of where you sat around the table is is loaded with meaning. It's loaded with, um, you know, as much. It's loaded as much as my school cafeteria, and, and only it's also clearly spelled out mm. explicitly. Yeah. You know, so. And there's not many environments that are as much like that for us today, where it is explicitly spelled out. Everyone knows this seat means this, you know. And if you take that, you're saying I'm kind of a big deal here, or you're, you're, or you, and or you're assuming everyone else agrees right. and thinks that you're the big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, rightly or wrongly, that's <laughs> rightly or wrongly, that's happening. And likewise, it's very clear that spot down the end is. Whoever sitting there is the least important, and and I think this passage is so fascinating because we may not set our tables up like that or have social spaces that are constructed that way, but nevertheless, when you unpack it two thousand years later, we all experience the exact dynamic um, that that produces. That dynamic of wanting to strive with a sense of somehow. Making ourselves feel more valuable, appear more valuable, you know, more honored, more whatever.、Um, I just think that's fascinating how it translates across、mm. across centuries. Yeah, absolutely. And so I guess yeah, what you've touched on here, this Jesus gives this parable from a context that he observes centuries earlier than、mm. what we currently experience.、Mm. And, and one of the things that, that you know my kind of imagination fires up when I get into、mm. passages like this, I think about the you know we see he's at a house of the Pharisee. That's、mm. kind of the 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 key kind of information we have as who are the guests that are invited here. And and I get to thinking like okay, so this is the this is a Pharisee, and I think about their worldview, their framework of faith, their their kind of points of reference of how we connect with God and how we experience joy in our connection with who God. Is and, and and the picture, some of the, the the phrases that I'd build alongside the idea of who the Pharisees were. They were they were a real faithful group. I think you know for New New Testament Christians, the the Pharisees they they can really get a, a bad rap in some ways, right? They are often given one way, right? Like, they become like an easy scapegoat. <laughs> easy you know, scapegoat. Like, yeah. like if you if you follow Jesus for any amount of time, we're probably most like them by yeah, nature. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And if they came today, we'd probably be like, "Oh, you seem like good people,、yeah. all that stuff." But man, they are an easy scapegoat. They're an easy scapegoat.、Like、we a- all make ourselves feel better by yeah, <laughs> looking yeah. at them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, as, as Christians, we 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 like Jesus. We're pretty、yeah. positive on Jesus,、yeah. and it's kind、yeah. of some. Pretty direct lines between Jesus' crucifixion and、yeah. you know, the chief priests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so yeah. I get where that prejudice towards、yeah. him comes well, from. Well, and Jesus's harshest words are re- reserved、oh, for them. That's right. And so I think that's、mm. the thing is, Jesus is always very、um, strong on them.、Mm. And but I think that's that's the thing I always find amazing about them. But that's who we tend to、yeah. gravitate this way. It's another human nature thing. That's right. That it's like. We will all look for something to hang our hat on,、yeah. and they were like, "We're going to hang our hat on. We're getting it right. We're、yeah. doing the right thing." So that's where you can be sympathetic for them. They're trying their hardest to do the right thing.、Yeah. But I think, yeah, Jesus is, you know, and I think I always think as well that proverb sometimes cross reference. He,、mm. um, or, or、uh, not, not proverb. Proverb has one about this one, but the other verse where I think. Um, where it says God disciplines those He loves,、mm. you know, and I always think as well like ah,、oh, some of His harshest discipline was for.、Yeah. These people.、Um, this is total tangent, but I yeah, think it's, it's always fun to kind of think about the Pharisees and how Jesus, who loves everyone, relates to them, but he's so harsh on them、yeah. all the time. And like,、yeah. um, 
Well, I think the anyway. some of the, no, mm-hmm. I actually think that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Where my brain's kind of ticking mm-hmm. over at the moment that that you're talking about. You know, they they hang their hat, hat they put their mm-hmm. value on kind of like what I need to do to be right before God, yeah. and their whole yeah. framework of faith kind of revolved around that yeah. at the center. Yes. And so then I start to think, okay, who who would be an honored guest mm. in the worldview of an individual that's thinking like that? Yeah. And I think the kind of people that they'd be inviting. You think about the place of significance around that table. Mm. That probably it's going to be someone that's doing that really, really well. Mm. If you're Pharisee, you're like, yeah, this mm. is what it means yeah. to live out faith. The people you're going to honor around the table, are the people mm. that are 100% invested yeah. in that. This is about what I need to do. I need to do it well. This is mm. how I honor God in my faith. And, and that's what I actually love about the Pharisees is the the heart. Like they mm. get, it gets clicked a few ticks over and yeah. goes in a bad direction. Yeah. But, the, but the heart there is like, the, the original intention is like, we want to pursue God with every fiber yeah. of our being. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I think about yeah. who they invite. Yeah. And, and so they're likely around that table. It's a bunch of individuals that, that somewhere in their soul, they're wanting to honor God. Yeah, yeah. But it's just clicked over this. It has to be about what I need to do right. And yeah. I'm going to honor the people that do this really, really well, that, that make the right decisions, that look mm. good, you know, publicly in their faith and all those kind of things. And then I love that that Jesus comes into that space and gives this insight that actually mm. in all that striving, yeah. you, you're going to miss. Yeah. You're going to miss the most significant aspect of what the kingdom of God is. And, and I love that as then kind of a, a flow into us. And like, like you said, like in reality, if the, the Pharisees were amongst today, me and you, we're probably going to have more in common with the Pharisees than with Jesus. That, that hurts a little, mm. but probably mm. true. And then so then for us to take on the same thing, like, what do we what do we start to miss in the arena of faith when we strive for self-importance or looking good like like what do we have to lose if we get that out of balance i, I mean i think the um i think the thing is helpful is to go back and go where where does this thing come from mm. and so um and therefore what, what we lose yeah. and i think in like you said in this is what they hang their hat on. This is what they put their identity on. Um, but we all have this inbuilt. And why can this translate from uh, first century um, a Pharisaic context in the Middle East? Mm. How does that translate to a middle school lunchroom that's right. in yeah. 2,000 years later in Akron, Ohio? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, but it's the exact same deal. Yeah. And why is that? And I think... You know, one of the things you realize when you kind of layer this as well with the biggest picture of the scriptures and what's gone wrong in the human heart, um, it does all come down to where do we find our identity, our security? You know, what is that found in? And we will look for it somewhere, mm. you know? And I think even a few weeks ago, we might have talked about this, but you go back to the garden um, story in Genesis, um, and what is happening in the fall, this brokenness in relationships that takes place through the tree and the fruit, and it, it, it tells us there's this brokenness that sets in between relationship with God, um, relationship even with myself, the shame that sets in, and oh, they realize they're naked and get the, tr- the leaves, um, brokenness now in my relationship with others. Oh, Eve, she made me do it. Eve, oh, da, and you know, and 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 there was that brokenness in relationship 
is what gets felt across human history, from there, you know, to uh, a middle school mm. lunchroom cafeteria, yeah. and in this this thing that we all live with of I w- like I want to know I'm significant and I matter, and how do I? You know, how do I achieve that? Realize that it's not explicit. It's not like we all walk around going today. I want to try and figure out what I could draw my value from. That's right. But we all live with it. Yeah. Um, and it shows up all over the place. Yeah. And, and I think here. So then, this story. It's like you get this sense Jesus is trying to now rearrange the thinking, mm. that normal thinking of, you know, specifically here around. Yep, you want to be at the honored spot. You want to be at the table where everybody goes, you're a big deal. You know, you want to be, that's the spot you want in life. That's what we're all striving for. And it's like Jesus going like, just, that's a game. That's mm. that's just a game you're not going to win, yeah. you know? And the more you s- grab for it, the more you want that chair, the more you think, if I could just be at the right table, you know? I mean, I can remember being in middle school, like, man, if I could just get to that table, man, life would be great, I'd be great, it'd all be great, you know? We all have these things that if I could just get there, I'd. what's really inside is like, then I'd matter, then I'd be significant, I'd be in the table, the, the place of honor, where others are now going, you're a big deal. Like we all, and I think there's something, like we were made in the image of God, so if you go cosmically speaking, yeah, we're all a pretty big deal. We're meant to be like we really were. And I think we do ourselves a disservice to ignore the reality that we've been created in the image of God. But that now that's where our identity should come from. That's where our security should come from. Like, why do you have to like you don't have to grab at this table. You don't have to like fight for this. You were born with it. Yeah. You were made in the image yeah. of God. And I think. Jesus is trying to, like, you don't, the more you strive, the less you'll have it. The more you try to hang your hat on that or be the big deal or sit in the right seat, the, the less, you know, he uses the phrases here, the less you'll be exalted, the more you'll be humbled. But what you're actually after, um, you're going to find that when you stop, stop fighting for it yeah. and trying to achieve it and grab it. Mm. Yeah, I love how you framed that in that whole kind of, journey of faith and really that that whole story between us and who God is and I guess this this drive and what we see around the table here what you experienced in Akron is that is that I guess just another example of us trying to do something on our behalf that really God's already done yeah that, that Christ yeah. has done that only Christ can do yeah and and it's almost just that like that deep breath that sigh of relief yeah. of just like oh I don't have to strive to look great that my greatness is a product of who Christ is and who he's created me to be. And it's almost just like, oh, that what table am I actually doesn't matter. <laughs> and how great is that? Yeah, right? You it's know, just like, just like, free from that pressure, that anxiety, that yeah. it's just huge. It, yeah. I think about, I mean, you think about here like Jesus, um, you know, and I, and I can't recall or any clues in this particular text, like, which which spot he was in you know but you know it says at the beginning when he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table so he's watching it play out and jesus is like i mean i'm i'm assuming i could be wrong so you know we'll go back on commentaries and maybe some clues here but you'd think he's 
probably the guest of honor here. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. it, it, am I right about that? Well, I haven't dug it, into it. Yeah, I'm not totally sure. Okay. It's a little bit unclear. I think yeah. it's certainly likely. You, you'd think yeah. somebody went, yeah. I'm having Jesus over. Yeah. He's kind of a, he, he's yeah. a big deal. He's, you know, a lot of people want to hear from him. He's yeah. teaching at this point. Well, even if you think Pharisee and, and asking the question, who are they going to honor? It's going to be a rabbi. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a known rabbi that like, yeah, this is someone that I want at the place of honor. So I think that's very reasonable to assume that Jesus more than likely is in that spot. And so he's in this spot and and or was that spot meant from he's watching them. It's you get this picture as well, like everybody's sitting down and he's noticing, you know, uh, all right, how's this, you know, where are you going? What are you gonna choose? What do you you know? And and obviously he's watched it play out and now he flips it on its head for them. Um but I just think about this reality that Jesus so how did, you know, how was he living this out? Either one, did he like, did he, did he kind of mess with them all and choose the lowest seat? I don't, I don't know. I could, but no matter what, in every meal he was at, at every table, he was, whether he was, um, whether he was probably in the seat of the guest of honor, um, uh, which he he would have been say at the Last Supper or you know that's a context you can get a better feel for everybody is or or whether he um, or whether he wasn't or whether he was at a table of tax collectors and it was a whole different table it didn't matter what the table was you always get the picture he was I'll use this phrase though it's not yet right but that he was the life of that party he brought a presence to the table. Um, and I don't mean life of the party like he was just telling jokes. I mean that sense of he invigorated the space. Yeah. He brought life into it. Mm-hmm. Some people learn stuff they never learned before. All these guys went home like, jeez, yeah. you know, like everybody heard something. Yeah. He brought the kingdom around the table. He brought the yeah. kingdom around the table. People tasted the kingdom. They saw something, heard something, experienced something. And what allowed him to do it was he was so free, like, like what we were just talking about, like he would have been that breath of fresh air because never for a second did he play the game that I play, you know, or that you play or we all play. Never for a, a moment did he play the game of needing to prove his value through that which he did accomplish, where yeah. he was, how honored, what chair he was given, anything. His identity was so... Um, secure in who he was as the son of God. I mean, even just go back to the baptism of Jesus. This is my child. This is my son whom I love with him. I'm well pleased. And the life that he lives out of that identity to be free everywhere, free to just be, um, you know, who he was as the son of God incarnate, fully human. I love that picture of that affirmation from the father being Mm. that was the only... That mm. was the only thing he needed. He yeah. didn't. He didn't need yeah. honor, yeah. prestige That's in right. the things of the world. He's up. Uh, yeah, my security comes from the Father's perception of who I am. Yeah. And isn't there something powerful in that yeah. for us? If we just learn to listen yeah. to, you know, God, He doesn't care That's when you right. when you were fourteen. He didn't care which yeah. table you were sitting at. That's right. He had a different perspective of who you are. And I think when we can start exactly to right. get at mm. that, you know, 
who do I look like in the eyes of my heavenly father? Yeah. It is so much bigger or better than anything I could strive to produce in my friendship circles and the, the people I'm hanging out with. The picture that God has of me, even if I do everything perfectly, live an incredible life of influence, I'm never going to convince you to think more highly of me than God already does. Yes, I just love that sense. Awesome. It's so freeing, right? It's yeah. just like that's the creator of the world has got my back in a yeah. way that I could never convince anyone else yeah. to. And I think, yeah, and I think that kind of then you go, wow, those who humble themselves and are able to humble themselves mm -hmm. because they're, they're free of that game, you're going to be exalted in that sense. If life goes well for you, because here's that other just amazing dynamic of this. The people we most enjoy in life mm -hmm. are usually those who have freed themselves Absolutely. in that way. You know, we're all like growing in that or, you know, but the people, no one's perfect in it. Um, but, you know, the people that we most enjoy are always those who are secure enough that they can humble themselves, mm -hmm. that they aren't fighting for the spot. They just know who they are and, and they're comfortable in their skin and they don't mind if they took the seat at the worst table like yeah. yo here i am i'm at the worst table everyone in here thinks that we're a bunch nobody's whatever but that's all right because like exactly what you said i know what my heavenly father thinks of me and the crazy thing is they become the people that you think i just want to be around them yeah, i right. want to be around yeah. somebody like that i want to be around somebody who's not mm. so it's i think it's just again so fascinating the, the those games that we can play and what jesus does to address it here in this way that's like, man, you know, the, this just bizarre paradox yeah. that if you just stop trying to be, you yeah. know, stop trying to be cool, stop yeah. trying to be in the right seat, stop trying to be at the top, because when you can be free of that and find that security in him, the crazy thing is you'll find yourself with people going, I'd love to have you at my table, yeah. you know, <laughs> like I'd love to have you at my table because there's something different about you like you're not mm. you're not competing for value attention anything yeah. you know you're free mm. yeah. yeah i love it and i see i see this whole conversation really being at the heart of this you know our, our series of party theology of how mm. do we experience joy yeah. in community mm. this is right at the center right that's if right. we can be yeah. free from all those things yeah. and just model the joy of the kingdom and, and even as you mentioned like you know those people that that have that that freedom that security themselves the, those are the ones that are you know they're the ones you want to be around but also but my thought is that they're the ones that are experiencing that joy that God always had yeah. planned for us in relationship and community, whatever the context of party or celebration, that, that to know the joy of those occasions is to be someone that can just yeah. be set free from that striving. You know, and, can I tell one story? Please. I was chatting with. <laughs> is it another middle school story? No. Good. No, right. no this is actually just on that. Yeah, no, that's that's it. We, we won't go back there ever again. <laughs> sorry, you go. I'm, I, no, I'm interested. No, no, they're, they're fun. Well, we can hit more of those over time. But um, I was, when I was in uh back visiting uh, Akron this last, just a few months ago, yeah, yeah. I caught up with a pastor from, uh, I hadn't met before, but he's at my parents' church and they really want me to meet their, their pastor. It was great. So I met this guy and he was a brilliant guy. So we, we just immediately kind of chatting and telling stories, got to know him. It was, you know, we're just having a great time. And he started telling me this story about how he went to a, a particular stand-up comic, right. very famous stand-up comic, um, but I won't say who it is. Um, but it was a, you know, some people know him, some wouldn't, but famous, like 
back in, it turned out me and this pastor are both about the same age. And this yeah. guy was like, you know, smashing it a little while back. Anyway, but <laughs> all I'd say, he caught up with him after the show, starts talking to him. They just kind of hit it off. Um, and so the guy's like, why don't you come with us? We're going to, to dinner or something. And he goes, I went to dinner um, with him. And he was like so excited because he 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 always loved this comic. Yeah. Um, also, just so you know, it's not someone famous enough. They don't have like their own TV show. So like Seinfeld. Or, no, 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 no. It's not that level. Yeah, they yeah. were a famous stand-up comic. That was what all they did. Wait, let me clear this up. So you're out to dinner with your pastor friend. No, 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 no. Sorry, I've, I've muddled it. He had done this years before. Right. So okay, he's yeah, telling yeah. me a story yeah. about being out with because when he told me the name of the comic who i'd not heard of for years yeah but i was like dude i remember i remember him yeah. oh my gosh and he's like i went to dinner i'm like are you serious yeah, yeah, like how yeah. oh, crazy is that yeah, that's okay, all cool. and he goes but you know what the whole time it was like the dude couldn't turn off everything was still had to be a joke right. had to be funny and he was like being at dinner with him he's like i snuck out early because yeah. it was such a painful experience right. and i just thought isn't that so funny i just as we were talking about this kind of striving yeah yeah here's this person people really enjoy i used to yeah, think yeah. he was funny comic cool whatever um but that feeling of i was like man i can totally imagine that as well and you know what it's like when you're yeah. around a table with somebody who can't just relax mm -hmm. and be themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. always on stage yeah. Always yeah. got to, mm -hmm. so, so for a comic, always got to tell the joke. Mm -hmm. For somebody who's kind of just a high flyer, always got a name drop. Somebody who's, you know, a hard worker, check out what, what we did, what we, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're like, man, I would have always thought I wanted to be at a table with you, but it turns out it's a miserable experience. Yeah. Because you're trying to put yourself in, the, in a different way, just trying to be in that seat of importance. I'm telling the stories, the jokes. Everybody, look, I'm, I'm, I'm funny, I'm funny. When you're just like, yeah. Just how about we just hang? <laughs> just be you. <laughs> you just just be you. We can all. I, I'm not gonna like you better or worse if you're fun yeah. here or not. You know. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was kind of a cool story. Of it just this just made me think of it. Of that like this plays out in so many ways. Yeah, yeah. But the freedom and the joy, mm -hmm. party theology. Yeah. How do you be that person around the table? Because the world wants people mm. at their table. We give them a taste of the kingdom mm. when we're like, I'm just free to be here and be like. Tell me about you, you know? Let me hear your story. Let me hear your jokes. Let me hear your, uh, you know, most famous person you ever met. Let me yeah. hear, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh, that's fresh air. That's the life of the kingdom. Mm. Not grabbing for it. Just humble yourself. Value. Yeah. Take interest, yeah. It's good, man. Mm. It's good. Good. As a, as a slightly off-topic epilogue to today's conversation. Yeah. So speaking of comedians and yes. those kind of unplugged moments, so have, you've seen some of Jerry Seinfeld's comedians in cars getting coffee? Yes, yes. You've seen, seen some of them? Yes. Well, it's yes. really interesting. You go through that and you see the guys that are the like, yeah, on stage yeah. I'm up here. Yeah. But then when they're just chilling in a coffee shop, yeah. and, and this is one of the, the, the great things about Jerry, he is yeah. identical. Yeah. He's chilling out <laughs> in a coffee shop. Yeah. He's exactly the same as he yes. is on stand-up or on an episode yeah. of Seinfeld. He's just, that's yeah. just who he is, and for, for right. better or worse. And you, you see it in all the different guys on yeah, there. You right. see the ones that are like, yeah, this is who I am. Yeah. I'm completely secure, comfortable who I am. And then you see the ones that were like, you're up here when you're performing, and this is a different experience when you guys yeah. are just hanging out. Or, or like I think even as well, I think you're exactly right. You see those different things. That's exactly right. One of the things I think makes that so cool that – the the show is because what you said jerry is the same both places 
even when he's there, the thing that makes that show work is he's not trying to be the center of attention in it. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. He just genuinely loves to hang out with these people, yeah. hear some of their stories, draw it out of them, and it makes it quite a, a cool experience when you get to you know, see these two people who could both be fighting in the same moment for the place of honor. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell yeah, the stories right. here. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to... Versus, oh, let me get interested in you and in what's going on. So that's a cool picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just wrote one real funny moment. So they, they go, part of the premise of the show is, you know, they go out to get coffee at these different places. And I, I forget who he was with, but they go to this coffee shop and it was about to close in five minutes. And this kid was like, no, nah, sorry, you can't come in. We're going to close. And the guy he was with like, Jerry, you didn't know who you were. That happens to me all the time. I bet that never happens to you. And he's like, yeah, that doesn't happen often. <laughs> that doesn't happen. But then they're just like really chill, just went on to the next. Yeah, look at that, they humbled so themselves yeah. on the next table. Yeah, yeah, like it was like no water, but I saw it was such a funny picture. This kid's like, has no idea. <laughs> He's just wondering, sorry, man, we're closing. I'm really sorry. Come back tomorrow. And he's just like, okay. <laughs> that is oh, hilarious. hilarious. Wow. That is so pivot happened to me often. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Classic. All right, good stuff, cool. man. Well, we'll wrap things up. We'll be continuing in our party theology. We've got a couple more weeks of this, right? A couple more weeks. A couple more weeks. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. been a, a fun series yeah. and hope something better beneficial for your life as we continue these conversations. Mm -hmm.